Welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And uh, we got a cool little contest for you at the end of the episode where you can win a copy of both Bob Gurr's and Rolly Crumb's book. Uh, and oh. I think that's a pretty sweet deal, guys. Thank goodness. I thought this was win a date with Jeff, that contest again. I told you it's a bad idea. No, it's a good idea. I'm telling you. Right, guys? You, you guys think it's a good idea, right? Guys? Guys? It's time for Disney History! The Royal Street Bachelors have been a fixture of Disneyland since New Orleans Square, their home, opened in 1966. The group is an authentic jazz combo that recreates the sound of old New Orleans without having to step back in time or to travel to New Orleans itself. It, they're, they're among the most enduring entertainers in Disneyland history. And the Bachelors still play most days of the week, usually at the intersection of Orleans and Royal Street, or at their permanent stage in the seating area of the French Market restaurant. Now, the men are typically dressed in classy outfits, including matching red or green vests, which the same color our shirts, just saying. Um, also, they have plaid sports jackets, chalk striped suits, bow ties, because bow ties are bow cool. Bow ties are cool. Yes, they are and festive skimmers. Uh, they, they play smooth arrangements of jazz and R&B standards. Uh, they sometimes are seen playing with Queenie, who provides vocals, and also with the other various jazz music combos that wind up around New Orleans Square. Obviously, the three bachelors that play now obviously aren't the same three that started in 1966. The original trio was composed of Jack McPhee, who was the group's leader and played clarinet and saxophone, Harold Grant, who strummed the banjo and guitar, and Herb Gordy, who played the upright bass. Now, most members of the group stayed on for years. McVie's played for 27 years uh, before retiring in 1992. Ernie McLean, who was another me uh, regular member of the group, he played until he passed away in 2012. Uh, McLean was reportedly the last entertainer personally hired by Walt Disney. In recent years, saxophonist Kenny Tresseter I hope I didn't massacre that, has headed The Bachelors, supported by guitarist Terry Evans and bassist Jeffrey Littleton. So don't forget to check them out the next time you're in New Orleans Square. Or if you have the Disneyland Adventure Connect game, they're also in there as well, playing actual music that they play in the park. So check them out. He's a nerd, he's a geek, because we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his beat. It's George's Book of the Week. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the art and creation of Walt Disney's classic animated film by J.B. Kaufman. This is the second book written by Kaufman that celebrates the 75th anniversary of the release of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I covered his other book, The Fairest of Them All, in a previous episode, and I know everybody went back and listened to it, right? I think so. Anyway. I did. I didn't listen to that one. Oh, well, it's okay. That's okay. I Sorry. won't say anything because you edit the shows. Anyways, this book is a companion to the Walt Disney Family Museum exhibit called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, The Creation of a Classic. The exhibit runs from November 15th, 2012 to April 14th, 2013. The other Snow White book, 
was exceptional and is one of the best books of the year, um, notwithstanding the new Rolly Crump book. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Whereas this book really digs into the actual artwork to tell us the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, it doesn't touch much on the development or the history of the film, but that's okay. The book is beautiful. The artwork consists of concept art, sketches, thumbnail pieces, cells, backgrounds, and various production sketches. As expected, the beginning of the book looks at the development of the characters in the films and the different iterations. We, we see the characters as they make their transition from concept art to finished cells within the same part of the book. And what's truly fantastic is the relation of the artist to the individual pieces of the art. We read about the earliest animators, Ham Lusk, Fred Moore, Bill Titla, and Kaufman discusses how each artist approached the character and the scene, even looking at how specific artists were given scenes based on their talents as opposed to owning a character like you see in today's animation. We also meet a few of the future nine old men and see how their animation propelled them to a future in the studio. The rest of the sections go into great detail about the individual scenes, mapping out the progression and development. Backgrounds, action, effects, characters, and story are all presented, and we learn how it comes together. It really is a gorgeous book. If you love the film or animation, then it should be part of your collection. It retails for $35, so it's less expensive than the other Kaufman book. It does go into great detail about the artwork and how the film came together artistically. I do recommend it, but if you can only get one of the two, I would get the fairest one of all. It's such a more complete look at the film, but you know, I still love this one anyways. This book is called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, The Art and Creation of Walt Disney's Classic Animated Film by J.B. Kaufman. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's a debate. Who's gonna win it? You guys, uh, the longtime listeners, might be a little surprised with the, this Disney debate because we've actually got something to debate about as opposed to just talking about a news item. Yeah, because the last three we like completely agreed on. So it's okay. I mean, it's just a lame debate. Yeah, but th this one's like a, a legit debate. So, um, over the past couple of months, we both had the opportunity to attend Mickey's Not So Very. Wait a minute, Mickey's yeah. Not So Scary Halloween, and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, uh, together. It was weird. It was like this strange timey wimey, wibbly wobbly timey wimey Christmassy wismasy. But you know, we both walked away from the events with decidedly different feelings for them. Yeah, yeah, so, and good debate. Yeah, so it's a good debate, I think, mostly because, you know, Halloween is one of my favorite holidays of all time, but I walked away from the Halloween party not feeling very satisfied, to be honest with you. I was, yeah. I had more fun at the Christmas party than the Halloween party. I don't, yeah. it just, it, yeah. The last time I had done a Halloween party would have been, I think, in 2008. And it was relative, some of the things they had done at the time were relatively new, like uh, Hollow Wishes being all around, and the Headless Horseman was new for us anyways. And the Halloween parade did seem like it was better in 2008, but maybe I just had more candy in my system. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the candy was a big factor for that. You know, when you really when you break them both down, both holiday parties really aren't all that different. They both offer quote unquote free food of some sort. You know, whether it be <laughs> candy for Halloween or the cookies and hot chocolate for Christmas. They True. both have their respective parades. They both have their um, own Halloween shows. But like, I'm Halloween. I mean, fireworks shows. 
But <laughs> aside from that, they're yeah. both hard-ticketed events that, you know, hold the same amount of people and essentially don't offer anything different from each other. It's just the atmosphere in general is, yeah. is well, different for each one. The, the Christmas party, they do offer more Christmas-based shows. Yes. Uh, like at some of the stages and they do at Halloween. And you know what? I, I, I really just enjoy the Halloween party so much better, I think, because Halloween only invades the Magic Kingdom. It's not at the resorts. It's not everywhere else. It seems a little bit more special to me. Uh, plus, you have the cadaver dance. I mean, how amazing is that to have a singing group of dead slash zombie cowboys? Which is cool. I'm totally on board with that. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I wouldn't mind if, if Halloween invaded the resorts at all. I mean, I think <laughs> that'd be kind of cool if they did that up, uh, kind of like they do for Christmas at all the resorts. But I don't know. It's just... I enjoyed the Christmas party a lot better than I enjoyed the Halloween party this year. And maybe maybe it was the snope that came down. Maybe I, I ate some of it by accident and it got <laughs> into my system. And it, I don't know. It gave me hallucinations. It's possible. But I, I, I really enjoyed the Christmas party this year a lot more than the Halloween party. And that kind of makes me upset for some reason. <laughs> well, no, I, I assumed I would enjoy the Christmas party more. Um, if you break it down, the two big things you're going for. The parade. For each one and then the fireworks show I, I i enjoyed the halloween party immensely or i mean the parade from 2008 this one seemed a little off for me i still loved the haunted mansion scene with the grave diggers that was awesome that was that's great fantastic. that's one of the highlights of it you know this time we didn't see the headless horseman really we were uh we were by splash mountain so to speak by the Frontierland entrance where the parade starts, so we didn't get to really see the Headless Horseman take off. So that could have been part of the excitement, too. It's, it's such a fantastic part. And the Hollow Wishes was good. You know, I mean, we didn't see it from a great vantage point, but that's okay. We won't complain about that. Um, so I enjoy that parade. It's just, it seems like, to me, like the Christmas wishes changed so much, and it got to be less about the characters, and it was more traditional car carolers. I, I could see that. I could definitely give you that one. But mm -hmm. I, I also think that, for whatever reason, the, the fireworks in general for the Christmas uh, party were way better than the Halloween party. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I, don't re I didn't really like the orchestration of the Halloween party either for some reason. I found it very dull and uninspired. But the Christmas one inspired good Christmas feelings inside of me and holiday feelings in general. It was weird. I, I thought that was just the, the snickerdoodle cookies and the hot cocoa. That you know what that was probably a two, and again hallucinating from the snoop because I had snoop <laughs> from the snoop. Guys, no, admit, guys, don't the, have the snoop. It's not yeah, good. Don't, don't eat this. It's snow. not edible. The uh, it, the the snow though was fantastic. It was huge. I mean, the flakes were uh, uh, huge. There's no other word for it. It was just amazing to see how large this, uh, and it went on. It seemed like for a good hour or two on Main Street. It really added a lot to it. But I, I'm just not a big fan of Christmas music at the at the Magic Kingdom. I don't know why. People are gonna hate me, but that's okay. I like the traditional Magic Kingdom music well, that you get. because we're, we're Disney geeks, uh, so we like to mm -hmm. hear the traditional background music. I mean, I, we can hear it during the day. We just didn't hear it during the Christmas party, so I guess we can live without it for a couple yeah. hours. Now, now you do have to spend, you know, they've got a lot more of the candy trails set up this time as opposed to having individual locations where you could just walk up and get candy. For, for, for the Halloween party. Yeah, right. okay. they had a lot of trails that you would walk through where they had lots of cast members giving out candy. Um, but each one, I still kind of, I'm hard pressed to go, you know, if you're taking a family of four or five, you've just popped close to 
for this experience for for a couple of bars of candy which you know your your kids are going to want yeah and it's really really crowded i think it used to be such i've heard a rumor that they're overselling all the parties but don't tell anybody i said that well so edit that out Click. Oh, well, I didn't think anybody listened anyway. No, that's all right. So, fi- final closing thoughts on that? Yeah, I, you know, for me, I think the Halloween party, I liked it so much better, of course, because it, it ties into the Liberty Square, Frontierland area, in my mind, so much better. You've got the Haunted Mansion, one of the best attractions ever made. And it just, it's it's spooky, and, it, and it's just for the Magic Kingdom. And I really like that. You just don't get halloween everywhere yeah and and i'm not necessarily saying that i hated it because i didn't i had i enjoyed myself at both but you know if you have kids or even if if you're a big kid um you'll you'll enjoy both of these parties maybe you'll just enjoy one better than the other one sometimes you might see it sometimes you don't hey look what's that it's a five-legged goat In case you couldn't tell by us constantly talking about it in the last few weeks, we love New Fantasyland. We think it's awesome. It is awesome. Double yeah. awesome. Quadruple awesome. Even better. Yeah. It's also it's also awesome. Oh my gosh. It's also filled with some awesome five-legged goats, which makes it even better. So, this week's is located in Gaston's Tavern. Now, in the game room off to the left when you first walk in, you'll find a game of darts that's going on between Gaston and LeVu. And Gaston is clearly in the lead. He's won all these games, and his darts are right on targets. LeFou, however, has thrown darts wildly, and you can find them literally all over the room. They're up on the ceiling. They're behind you. It's crazy. But for one game, you can see LeFou, he actually won. And Gaston was so angered by this that he punched the walls behind him. And you can still see the marks that his fist made, which I think is a pretty neat little detail. So, as we promised, if you made it all the way to the end of the episode, which I know might have been a challenge. Yeah, but thanks for doing that. Oh, yeah, of course, we appreciate every second. We've got two amazing books to give away, and one of them is the new Bob Gurr book, and the other one is the even newer Rolly Crump book. Yes. Written, or as told to Jeff Heimbuck. Now, sort of secret. Who- who, who doesn't want two amazing books by two amazing Imagineers? I know. I do. Well, don't you already have a bunch of the Rolly Crump ones? Well, yeah. I know. I just I just like looking at them. So oh, it's, of course. it's of course. okay. So we're going we're gonna to do a contest. We love doing contests. And Jeff's got a lot of the details for the contest. I got the deets. So the listen deets. to me. Here we go. Okay. So just like we've been doing for some of the other ones, we're going to do one of the raffle copter things again, where you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weekly, and you can like certain other Facebook pages to earn an entry. But also, we're going to do something, something else with it too. You know, every time you like one of those Facebook pages, you get one entry. However, we're, we're going to give you 10 entries if you donate to the Hurricane Sandy Relief Fund that we set up. Um, I know we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. Some of you have actually emailed me with concerns going, oh, this is great. I just can't give that much money. You don't, you don't have to. There's no minimum amount. You can give a dollar. You can give 50 cents. That's fine. I mean, you can give whatever you can give, and it's all very much appreciated. So if you donate to the uh, Hurricane Sunday, uh, Sandy Fund, you will get 10 entries. So your chances of winning are significantly increased over just liking Facebook pages. So all the links um, will be at uh, 
Facebook.com slash Weekly. We'll have the giveaway tab there. It'll have all the Facebook pages you can like. It'll have the link directly to the Go GoFundMe page for the uh, Hurricane Sandy Relief Fund we set up. But if you want to go there directly, uh, you can either go to CommuniCrowWeekly.com or you can go to GoFundMe.com slash CommuniCoreWeekly. Uh, so again, 10 entries for you to donate anything to, to the fund. Um, even if you donated already, that's fine. Just click on the, on the link at, and you know just let us know that you donated already and, and you'll get those 10 entries. And then you get one entry for every f- Facebook page that you like that we have listed. So, I mean, it's it's a pretty sweet deal for two books that are amazing. I, it's I think a it's a sweet deal. Yeah. And, and, and the Rolly Crump book is autographed, right? Uh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention it will be one of the limited edition signed hardcover uh, Rolly Crump books, not one of the paperbacks. So you'll get the hardcover Rolly Crump and the hardcover Bob Gurr book. Thanks so much for uh, paying attention to us. Yeah, be sure to leave us a comment and rate us on iTunes. You can always send us an email at communicorweekly at gmail.com. We love all types of comments. But mostly good ones. So oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh, I was supposed to add that. I yeah, forgot. Good, good comments. Good comments. Uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Weekly, where you can enter the contest. That's so right. So go on over there, guys, except if you're driving. Don't drive and be playing on your phone at the same time. Like, get to where you're going and then get to a computer and go on. Was that a public service announcement? It was. Don't don't Facebook and Communicore Weekly and Well, Communicore Weekly and Drive if you're listening, but don't Facebook, Communicore Weekly and Drive. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point. So, yeah. and speaking of social media, you can always follow both of us on Twitter. I'm at Imagine Nerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. That means I'm George. And I'm Jeff. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. Bagel. Pronounces it Bagel. <laughs>